Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman. It's time to bring the orange with yet another episode of Pure's podcast. Joining me today is Craig Waters, Senior Product Manager covering Flashstack. Welcome to the program, Craig. Thanks, Rob. Great to be here today. Yeah, it's great to have you. You got uh, you got an accent that's a little different than we normally have on here. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of big infusion there, a lot of different accents involved <laughs> there. So, yeah. uh, I'm sure everybody's going to be able to understand you just, just fine. Actually, it's probably more handsome than my accent, right? <laughs> awesome. Hey, how long have you been at Pure? Um, what did you do prior to that? I'm always interested in the journey. Like, how'd you, how'd you get here, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's quite an interesting story, actually. Yeah? I mean, um, I'm actually originating from the uh, customer and integrator space. So, um, and I joined the vendor space probably about um, six years ago now. Right. And I worked for a, a hyperconvergence company initially. And then I moved over to Pure uh, about 2014. So I've been here about four years. But I've been in a, a field solutions architect role for the last like three and a half years. And then in January this year, um, I kind of moved over to um, to HQ, being here at a man and view. But it, but it's kind of an interesting story about that because I, I, I kind of like to think about it as being, well, you know, um, I, I was really vocal about Flashtack right. in the region, and and I kind of, you know, I wouldn't say I moaned and whinged, but I, you know, I tried to grab a bit of attention around it, and it kind of resulted in saying, well, why don't we get you out here yeah, and kind of like you on the shoulder and say, yeah, well, get if it you want to do you know? it better, then get in here, you can do it, right? <laughs> so yeah, so it's quite, yeah, you know, it's quite a cool story around that. I think that's kind of a unique. Um, like you know, experience you know with pure storage and the culture of pure storage that you know you give someone someone's got a passion and they're interested in doing something, then they'll give you enough rope to kind of take it somewhere. You no, know, for sure. So What's the biggest cool. difference that you see in going from a field role into an HQ role? Like, is there something that stands out well, that's, that's interesting? Look, look I, I mean, you know. I'm loving it because I'm seeing how the sausage factory works yeah, right, and how the right. sausage gets made, which is awesome. So I've got myself, I've got my fingers in lots of different pies of about, you know, actually how we develop the software and develop the code that, you know, drives the hardware as part of the solution. And so that's been a really, you know, real fascinating side of it as well. But I think also as well, you know, it, you know, it's a corporate environment here is one that kind of reminds me a lot of when I was back in customer space, you know, and, and you know, some of the challenges you have around around a corporate environment, around, you know, lots of meetings and then right. meetings for meetings and then meetings about meetings for meetings. So, so you know, but, but that's all cool. I, I'm quite happy about all that. I, I know how to deal with that. So, you know, it, it's a great experience. I'm, I'm really happy to be here in Mountain View. Um, you know, it's kind of a, you know, a bit of an ambition to, to get here. And, and now I'm here. I'm really and enjoying you're here. it. And we've got yeah. you. Yeah. yeah We're putting you to yeah. work. We're putting you to work on the, on the, on the converged uh, space. So you mentioned you have some experience in it with, with, uh, with another hyper-converged yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Solution and obviously, um, that seems to be a really popular trend right now. Is right the com the combination of these uh, compute networking stacks? What what's going on in the market? What's going on in the industry? What's driving uh, development well, in those areas? Yeah, that, I think ultimately it's it's very much around simplification. So I think I think what you're seeing is like a couple of things. You're seeing, um, and we we kind of do this as well with sure, our product sure. is around how you know we're removing the the nerd knobs and the complexity of actually managing infrastructure. So, you know, in our case, it's around storage. And I think what you see with hyperconvergence is this, this concept that, you know, if I bring these kind of capabilities together, you know, storage and compute, and then provide a simplified manner to actually manage and maintain it, that has a lot of value um, to customers, you know? And I think 
what we typically see in though is is really around how hyperconvergence is kind of filling this space where it's like smaller kind of you know like remote office like edge based use cases yeah. where you know it's really important to have hyperconvergence because you don't necessarily have the you know the administrators on site to actually support those systems where whereas you know Traditionally, in more of a core data center environment, typically what you want is kind of some kind of disaggregation around compute and memory and storage and, uh, and networking and those sort of things so that you can then have the ability to kind of scale those components independently. And, and you know, when, when you're provisioning like large amounts of storage capacity, that's great when you've got that disaggregated architecture, but it can be a real challenge when you're looking at hyperconvergence because, you know, you're, you're tied into, into scaling compute and memory at the same time as storage. So it can be quite inefficient at scale. Yeah, well, you've got those three aspects, right? Mm. You've got the compute mm. networking and storage, and really, how do you balance those out uh, to make a solution that delivers enough of mm. each, right? Mm. Where you don't, where you're not deficient in one of those categories. Well, well you know, it, it's a trade-off. That, right. That's kind yeah. of the concern yeah. is is that you know oh, I need to buy more storage capacity. Oh, I've got to buy compute and memory as part of that. And then obviously as well, you know, that have, might have licensing costs. You know, operating systems, hypervisors, those sort of things. So it kind of all adds up. But I, I think it's a you know it's a very good. Um, solution for specific use cases, particularly around the edge. But I think for core, you know, you really want that flexibility to be able to scale different components independently, you know. What do we see from organizational challenges, right? I know with some of these, uh, you know, these converged stacks, right, you go from having disparate best of breed areas, right? It's very easy for the storage admin to know what they're playground is and what the networking team has and and the compute side and, and the database administrators that lay on top of that. What kind of things do you see, you know, are there challenges when you, when you aggregate these stacks together from, from a management standpoint, or do things inherently become easier once you realize that you still have that playground? It, it tends not to necessarily be a technology problem. It I tends see. to be cultural problems an within organizations. So you have those classic silos of compute network and storage. But as I said before, as you see these things become more simplified, and, and this, this is very much around the delivery of infrastructure, the delivery of hardware, you know, there's a whole myriad of complexity still around software. Right. You know, you might have, you know, your, your compute network storage, your hypervisor, your applications, and then you might have a myriad of management tools over the top of that. So whether you want applications to run on virtual machines, on, on bare metal, whether you want to run them in a public, public cloud, well, whatever that kind of area might be, there's a whole myriad of complexity there. So I think, you know, organizations really want to simplify where possible. And I think that's where the value of a converged solution comes into play. Because, you know, at the end of the day, then it's kind of on the onus of the, the vendors that contribute to that converged solution to kind of own the, you know, de-risking of bringing those components together and testing them against each other and make sure they're validated and those sort of things. Yeah. Hyper versus just converged. Mm. Huge difference, subtle difference. You know, what 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 do you what's your take? Yeah, I, I, I think it's really kind of back to the the key differences around the the trade-offs and the comparisons because you, you know, with 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 hyperconverged, you know, you you kind of have to make a choice of like, you know, do I want availability? Do I want you know, cost, do I want manageability, th those kind of things. And so they, they become kind of trade-offs against, well, you know, um, if availability is really important, I have to go and configure the cluster in a specific way to provide that level of resilience. Whereas with 
converged, I mean, particularly, you know, with Flashdack and Pure Storage specifically, we kind of make all those decisions for you. So right. it's already on, you know, we're already using, you know, we're not we're not using like replication factor of two or RAID 5 or whatever. We're actually using, you know, RAID 6 with, um, you know, that ability to have multiple components fail simultaneously without it impacting the system. So that's a, you know, they're design trade-offs that a customer has to kind of consider when they're building their storage component within, you know, be it regardless of whether it's converged or hyper-converged. But we've effectively looked at those trade-offs, right? So, I mean, if we shift to looking at Flash Stack itself, we've kind of looked at all those different vectors and tried to optimize in a, in, in a balanced fashion, right? Efficiency. Obviously, I, I think know, efficiency is really the key around here. Around efficiency, yeah. But because what, what we're doing is we're not making the, we're not putting the decision process into the customer's hands as far as how resilient do I want the system to be? How performant do I want, you know, what's the cost price based upon that performance? We've baked all that into the solution so that the customer doesn't have to make a decision to trade off one of those things against each other. And I think that's the key again what I'm saying with the key difference between conversion and hyperconverge with FlashDAC specifically is is that you know that capability of saying well I want you know I want I want availability I want performance I want resiliency but I don't want to have to make a choice against one of those other um, you know capabilities um, to to actually mean that then I've got to go and design the solution specifically around those different requirements. Yeah. yeah. Um, talk a little bit. We'll shift gears. Talk a little bit about the relationship with Cisco. It's obviously very critical, right? They they you know supply the compute and the networking pieces to this solution, and we're obviously the the, the storage framework for that. Uh, how does that relationship work? You're obviously probably deeply involved in that. I know there's. Uh, a number of different things we do jointly together on a regular basis. You know, Cisco Validate d- Designs, yeah, CBD for types sure. Of things. Yeah. Like, so, how does that work? That relationship, I'm intrigued yeah, by. Yeah, cool. I'm, I mean, you know, again, kind of back to this the the sausage factory thing we talked about at the beginning. You know, yeah. before you know, being being a field solutions architect, I'd often you know talk to customers about a CVD and the value of it, and you know the work that's done behind it. But now, what I've actually been doing is is being involved in working with those teams directly. You know, understanding what use case we're going to define actually looking at the roadmap to say well what cvd areas do we want to cover in the future but then going through that process you know whole soup to nuts so getting the hardware together getting the teams together getting the resources building out the time frame and then actually building the solution and it's not just a paper reference arc we're not, not, we're not just looking oh, at things man. there's just numerous steps yeah. and actual hands-on you wouldn't believe stuff like, that goes I, on, I mean, right? you know like a single cvd can take up to six months to put yeah. together you know so and i think that's the important thing is it's you know while we want to bake in best practice while we want to have you know the customer reassured that like you know we've gone through the design process we're recommending the best practices for both you know for maybe for UCS for Nexus for Flash Array for Flashblade whatever it might be what we're also doing on top of that is validating that configuration as well and then you know we're selecting an application use case so it's not just a hey here's a bunch of you know components put together and how we recommend putting together we've actually then baselining that against a particular application use case so it could be like you know SAP Oracle SQL you know database could be like down a you know virtual desktops you know a collection of uh, virtual server workloads so mixed workloads those sort of things but what we're doing then is is kind of like building that use case to show an end customer, hey, if you're running these particular applications on your environment, then these are kind of benefits you can get out of that. And maybe they may be performance benefits, they may be density benefits, you know, re, re, you know, return on investment, total cost of ownership, those sort of things. So it, it's quite an in-depth process. And and you know, having seen it now a couple of times since I've been here. 
Um, you know, it kind of amazes me the amount of effort, you know, engineering time that goes into it, you know? Yeah, well, and if you want to have something that's truly tested and validated, right? I always love those two words, right? You know, we tested it. We, we went through the steps to make sure that this works the way we say it's going to do. And then we validate, right? We publish this thing out and this is what you can expect. Yeah. Oh, fantastic yeah. stuff. So it's been a really, you know, it's been a really interesting process and you know, there's plenty more coming as well. So I think that's kind of the important thing to kind of understand, you know, Flashdack as a solution came out, you know, in about back in 2015, late 2015, early 2016. Flashdack is a is co-owned between Cisco and Pure Storage. So so that brand that that kind of product is co-owned by both organizations. And so we're seeing great momentum with Cisco of how they're, you know, providing more kind of resources to build out these capabilities. And we're just getting started, you know, man. Yeah, it's no, really, it's evolved, you know. right? I mean, you mentioned the application use cases, mm. and I know we just we just published a, an Oracle 12C Rack CVD with uh, FlashStack with FlashBlade. There you go, right? yeah. And FlashBlade is another revolution, right? Great, I mean, initially it was a Flash array-based solution, yeah, but yeah. now FlashBlade for, you know, file and object and, uh, you know, all the analytics workloads mm. there yeah, still in yeah, the same Yeah, warehousing, those sort of things. Right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, definitely. For sure. And that's the foundations for you know, all the analytics going through AI, machine learning, those sort of things. Now, that's kind of the jump jump off point for it. So I think, you know, um, I think it's really important to kind of understand that the key differentiator that we've got with FlashStack, com even compared to other converged solutions, is the, is the benefits that, that we can bring out of UCS. So, you know, UCS is kind of a stateless architecture. And, you know, when UCS came out back in 2009, it was, yeah, you know, really, they, you know, Cisco really tried to look at, you know, the server industry and how they could like, you know, bring networking closer to servers yeah. and really provide some kind of unique capability in market. And, and they, they adopted this concept of a service profile which basically abstracts all the, you know, the unique identification of a, of a, of a blade that's, or, or even a rack server within the UCS system and, and abstract that into software. And that's exactly what we do with uh, FlashRay and FlashBlade oh, from a controller side. perspective, right, right. yeah? Is that, you know, like, that's how we can generationally change from, you know, we've recently gone from M to X to XR2. That's how we can generationally change that without disrupting the workloads that are running on that infrastructure. And, and that's exactly what Cisco did with UCS back in 2009 from, from a compute perspective. So there's a real kind of synergy between the two products that, you know, you, know, you don't see anywhere else in the industry right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. And I guess, you know, from that standpoint, it makes the uh, the upgrade path easier, right? Very seamless when we have new hardware. Cisco has new hardware to kind of plug that in, right? Those same benefits still apply. Well, well it's upgrade, yeah. but it's also, you know, it's also kind of like a, a step around the continuous innovation piece where, you know, I can upgrade to newer firmware, newer software, but hey, I can introduce new technologies. You know, I can introduce like 40 gigabit Ethernet into the solution. I can introduce, you know, Skylake processes into there. You know, we can introduce NVMe as a protocol, for example, but we can do that without changing the fundamental architecture of the solution. And that's a great benefit to, to customers because they're not having to kind of go through this iterative step of saying, oh, we're introducing new technology, we're introducing new hardware. Hey, we've got to go revisit the design of the solution. We've got to go and revalidate how we actually go and build right, that. Right. No. All right. I'm going to tease the next question, right? So think about it. Um, you mentioned you had your time in the field and primarily working around flash stacks. So I want you to think about, you know, I, I'm always interested to hear what was a, an interesting customer success story that you had with some type of business transformational uh, outcome. And in the meantime, I'm going to try our first live read on the Pure Report here, which is to say, come join us at VMworld 2018, August 26th through the 30th in Las Vegas 
at the Mandalay Bay Hotel and Convention Center. Pure will be there exhibiting in booth 1120. We've got a whole bunch of speaking sessions, six sessions covering uh, a whole bunch of topics around VMware, but also with partners with VMware, with Accenture. We've got a customer who's going to be joining us there. And then in booth, we'll have a, a theater and all sorts of demos. So please uh, come check that out. If you're going to VMworld, we would love to see you there. Come join us at Pure and we'll share a little bit of the orange with you. All right, back to you, Craig, if you had a little bit of time. Can I do a plug? Yeah, can I do can, a plug? Yeah, so well. I'm actually presenting at oh, right. VMworld this yeah, year as you're well. Presenting so too. What so are I'm quite covering? excited about that. That's the first time I've been presenting no, at a breakout session. So, you know, it's like, uh, I think I went to my first VMworld back in 2012. So, you know, I feel like I've come a, a long way doing a breakout. But that's, so I'm doing that in partnership with Accenture and we're talking about the VMware validated designs. So we've got a, um, like a, an example use case that we're talking about with a, a, a customer. Uh, I can't name the customer, but but um, but what we are going to do is like you know really go into the 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 depths of what VVD is and the value proposition it provides, and really kind of talk more about the integration and the capabilities that we can build. You know, leveraging FlashStack. Right. So, right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for adding a plug onto <laughs> my plug. <laughs> yeah, come and see us. That yeah, come and join really us. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely come join us at uh, at VMworld. All right, back to the to the uh, the leading question uh, that everybody's you know hanging on pins and nails here to hear the answer <laughs> for, right? Yeah. So uh, no, but I'm always interested, right? This yeah. always provides good context behind talking about a solution or a product, right? How, how did a customer actually, you know, use it? Uh, also the learnings, like what, you know, do we run into pitfalls? Do we run into challenges? How did we overcome? So do you have one of those? Yeah, yeah. I do. I actually have quite a good one, actually. It kind of ties in well to the conversation we had earlier about uh, conversion, hyperconverge. So so this was for a, a customer based out of Australia, um, where I was uh, covering originally uh, before I moved out to corporate. Um, and, and basically this customer is a healthcare customer. Um, I can't mention the name, um, but... Uh, um, the interesting point of this was that they really wanted to solve problems around having a similar management plane and being able to control their infrastructure using the same tool sets. But the challenge they had was that they had a core environment. They had like their primary two data centers, and then they had a myriad of satellite offices. Um, and so what they actually did was um, they actually built a solution that was based upon FlashStack for the core mm -hmm. and then using a hyperconverged product uh, at the edge as well. And what that able, enabled them to do was to have the same management plane. So this was a um, Cisco uh, hyperconverged product um, that was on the, on the edge. And it enabled them to have the same management tools and the same capabilities and provide the same, you know, services within their organization um, without having to, you know, like uh, re-architect or redesign different components to make up the solution. So it was kind of a really uh, interesting use case. And, you know, that was a collaboration piece that we did with Cisco as well. Um, but, but you know, some of the challenges that they were trying to solve was really around, you know, having a small team of, of administrators. So they were covering, you know, compute network and storage. They were covering the WANs that connected the sites as well. So they really wanted something, you know, to simplify the management plane, but also at the same time, you know, not be concerned about consolidating of workloads, not be concerned about availability. So, you know, they, they utilize things like Active Cluster right. to be able to do uh, between the two core sites uh, to be able to provide availability. But what it meant as well as is that basically they could run all their key applications in a single designed um, stack. So, you know, this was, you know, their databases, you know, um, virtualized server workloads, actual desktop virtualization. So a lot of the... Uh, um, practitioners within the, the different clinics, you know, they all used VDI um, to get to the, their applications. So, so it was a real kind of 
um, a really good broad set of use cases built into a single solution that that customer could leverage. Um, and, and I think that's kind of, you know, you know what, what's kind of important to kind of articulate with these kind of uh, use cases is that it's, you know, storage is a key component sure. and storage adds value all the way up to the stack to the application. But there's a lot of other components here that make up that solution, you know. So there's, it's really about simplification and like, you know, driving that simplification all the way up the stack, you know. Well, I think the versatility is interesting as well. I mean, we do talk a lot about mixed workloads here, right? And 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 so the, you know, the notion that the way we architect the storage means that you don't have to sacrifice certain features or trade-offs because regardless of what you, you know, what you're running, whether it's, a, you mentioned a VDI, I assume there's some databases, maybe there's, you know, directory server, email, whatever, same storage platform delivering the simplicity that you mentioned, but also delivering the, you know, response times for those VDI users, for example, right? Something like that, right? I always love that notion of mixed workloads, just, you know, bring your workloads and <laughs> we're going to be able to efficiently yeah, run them for you. For sure, definitely. Right, yeah. in that manner. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in, I guess, a little bit in the competition in this space, how we how we view them, and I you know, I don't want to go into naming specifics or, you know, companies around there, but you know, what kind of things are we keeping an eye on, and then how does that impact what we look to do from a development standpoint? Obviously, you know, you're product managing this, you're looking at, yeah, you know, sure, how do we evolve sure. this? Where do we go? What are the yeah. things that we want to no, do? That's, that's actually a great question. So, what we we had Cisco Live recently mm -hmm. in the US in Orlando um, a couple of months back, and what we actually did was we joint uh, announced a proof of concept that we did with Cisco around Intersight. So, um, you know, for our listeners and, and for yourself as well, like, Intersight is very similar to Pure One, what we provide today. So, it's like a, basically a cloud-based software as a service model to provide infrastructure support and management for you know all the components that make up your fleet of, of, of infrastructure within your organization. So Intersight's kind of quite an interesting piece because in there, you know, what Cisco want to do is they want to develop a lot of the feature sets similar to what we've done around things like, you know, support and fingerprinting and you know, um, really around trying to um, solve the problem or trying to be proactive about troubleshooting problems before it occurs. On top of that as well, you know, like what we do with Meta and right, being able right, to yeah. do, you know, workload kind of placement and capacity, analysis, capacity planning, planning and yeah, all yeah. those kind all those of things. things right. So they want to kind of invest all that kind of capability into Intersight and do that from a UCS and Nexus and MDS, you know, all the components that make up the, the Cisco uh, data center portfolio, you know. So this was like a really great um, collaboration that we did where we actually had built a connector for Intersight to run on our flash array and it basically meant then that flash array could be claimed within Intersight. And actually, not, not only can you know telemetry information and inventory information be gathered by Intersight, but also it meant as well that um, Cisco could showcase the orchestrator integration as well. So they have a product today called UCS Director, and they're, they're building similar capabilities within Intersight. And what was kind of really interesting here was that they were actually able to build workflows to go and make changes to the flash array. So they built a workflow to actually go and you know, create a host, add the volume to the host, mount the volume, you know, format the volume as a, a VMFS. It was for vSphere in this case. So, so what was kind of really interesting is, is that they're actually able to manipulate and make changes to Flash Array using this um, this connector across from their, you know, their as a service uh, cloud. Uh, 
management plane, if you like. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was kind of really interesting use case. And I think that's where we see a lot of the development moving forward with Flashdack is, you know, really about uh, building further integration. So not just from a flash array, but also within Pure One as well. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, in, instead of getting um, Cisco to, to, you know, gather those tele telemetry information, we've already got that in Pure One. So why not use uh, the API and, and go into Pure Pure One and say, hey, you know, what analysis have we actually built already? How can we add value to that customer to manage their whole infrastructure stack and not just the storage component? You know, so so I'm quite excited about it. I think there's a lot of uh, potential opportunity here. Um, so watch this space. You know, we're, we're going to be announcing something later this year. So I think very it'll exciting. be really good. Yeah? yeah, very exciting. Well, fantastic. I think that's a great way to maybe wrap it, right? Just with another great example of the collaboration between Cisco and and Pure Store. And uh, it was great to get a chat and kind of an update uh, on what's going on with Flashdack. Where do folks go for more information? Where do you point people to? Um, yeah, I mean, we've got a flashdack.com website. I think that's probably right? the yeah. I think that's probably the best place. Um, you can hit me up as well. Um, you know, I'm, my Twitter is at uh, cswaters1. I'm pretty big on social media too, so I love to have a conversation with anybody. Um, and you know, like yeah, just um, you know, if you're a customer that's looking into Flashdack, then I'd be more than happy to kind of spend some time and talk. To talk it through with you. If you're already using Flashdack and you want to be involved in, you know, shaping the future of the yeah. product, definitely interested in listening we to We always love getting there. that input. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for joining today. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Great to be on the show today. And, you know, really think you're doing a great job here. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what, what comes from here, from this uh, point we'll, forward. We'll, we'll yeah. keep it rolling. We'll keep it rolling. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening. As always, please uh, subscribe, tell a friend. That's the only way we can proliferate this thing out to uh, more ears and more listeners. And for that, we'll uh, close up. For Pure Storage and Craig Waters, this is Rob Ludeman saying don't look back. Something might be gaining on you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. <laughs>